big praise. Woo! God is such a good God. Hallelujah. Amen. Help me shake somebody on right, your left, as you take your seat this morning. Welcome someone to church. Um, we just got back from Kenya yesterday. Praise God. Uh, it's good to see what the Lord is doing in different countries, especially in Africa. Amazing people that love the Lord, uh, and love the things of God, and there was a lot of love and warmth from them. Praise God. And we had a great time. Uh, I'm sure the meetings were so good that they were saying we should stay today too and go to Uganda to preach and all those things. I wanted to go, but I know you won't be happy if I go. So I told them I have to come back and see my people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But it was good being out there. And um, tomorrow again, we are off to Canada. Um, we have the Canada tour we've been talking about for a while. We're going to be in seven cities in Canada. Seven cities. So I know all of you have friends and family in Canada, right? Am I correct? Some of you say by the end of the May, self, you will be in Canada. I know your plans. Your, your paper have reached my office. Your application. So I will approve it before that time. So... Um, Please help us reach your people, friends and family in Canada. Um, we're going to be there this month, so let them know. Seven cities, so please call them and tell them they have to come. Praise God. All right, so we're starting a new series this morning titled The Laws of Prosperity. Come and say with me, The Laws of Prosperity. Okay. One of the things Africans struggle with is the concept of laws. Africans struggle with laws, and I don't mean laws of the land, like, don't cross the road or don't drive one way. I'm talking about laws of life, laws of the spirit. Africans generally struggle with laws because we are a people that believe so much in luck. We believe so much in luck, so it makes us struggle with laws. Most other developed races believe a lot in laws, so they generally seem more ahead than us. We will believe in luck. A typical story in Africa is, so, you know, I was just doing the thing, you know, now so, one destiny helper, you know, it just by luck or by the hand of God, by the blessing of God. In other words, we're just trying to say, I can't control when and how this thing happened, so you to just wait eternally for your turn. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Meanwhile, our counterparts in developed countries, once somebody makes it, the next thing he does by default is either write a book, start a master class, or do a webinar or a seminar to show and teach people how to reproduce the same thing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The difference is that we have less and less people that can make it here because they have no roadmap. They have no sense or respect of laws. Laws are a good thing. It means anybody can get a desired result if you honor the law. So, for instance, if the richest man in the world... Who is the richest man in the world now, guys? Who is the current richest man in the world? 
You're not looking at me. You don't know. Who's... So people don't know. You don't follow anything that's going on. Okay, who is the poorest man in the world? If the richest man in the world and the poorest man in the world jump off a 20-story building, who will drop first? Two of them. Because the law of gravity will not make exception for the rich man and saying, ah, now rich man, you know, you'll find your boy something. I could just make sure you don't fall like other people. Find your boy something. Or... Will a compassionate person look at the poor man and say, ah, this person not suffer. He has suffered a lot, a lot already in life. Why should he fall? Moku hold for up. Is that what will happen? Irrespective of their status or situation, both of them are going to come down the same time. That's the beauty of laws. When you follow laws, there's no respecter of persons. You don't have to say, man, no man. I don't have connections. I'm not educated. I'm not this one. When it comes to laws... All of us are equal. That's the beauty of laws. When you are following luck, what you are saying is that I don't know how it's going to happen. No, maybe one day. So we have all those songs. One day, one day, one day you go better. You go better. You go better. You go better for me. I go drive motor. I go do something. We like those things in Africa. We like it. Anything that takes away the responsibility from us. We like it a lot. This is why any magic things sell here. MMM sold here like wildfire. They say there's no money in Nigeria. But the money just moved mopped up. Showed there was money. Magic. Once it's magic, Africa like it. Till today, there are still people that do scam by, um, on, on, on social media. And sell prophecy. They use a popular pastor's, uh, they create a handle for a popular pastor and send you DM that a uh, child of God. Beloved, as I was praying yesterday, I saw you. Some things are blocking your destiny. Send money to orphanage. And these people are minting millions. Why is he working in Africa? Because the, Af- the average African believes in luck, believes in magic, has no respect for laws, has no regard for laws. Laws are a good thing. Laws mean it can work for everybody. Irrespective of how educated they are, how happy they are, how connected they are, how rich they are. Laws can work for everybody. Somebody get what I'm saying? And God runs this world by laws. God does what? Runs the world by what? I've told you many times, prayer is powerful. I'm a person of prayer. But God doesn't run this world by prayer. If you run this world by prayer, all the people that don't pray will not make any progress. All the people that don't pray will not have any children. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God doesn't run this world by prayer. But prayer is powerful. I pray. Hallelujah. But prayer doesn't know how this world runs. This is why you see a lot of people that are even prayer warriors that are broke and frustrated in life. Because they are trying to use prayer to do everything. How many of you here, you will enter a plane, sit down, wait for the pilot. The pilot will run and come and enter. And it's where he's coming from. He's coming from a prayer meeting. That he has not gone to any pilot school. But his pastor just prayed for him now. To fly this plane. Even you won't enter because you don't run life by prayer. We can, after you have learned how to fly, eh? 
you can now pray for everything to go well. Do you get? But not that you didn't learn the pilot work at all. I want to fly this plane by prayer. That's not how God designed the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? If two people get married, the way to have children is by having sex. In fact, you don't even have to be married. The law for having children is two adults of the opposite sex having sex. Once they have sex, there is a high chance. Especially if they have sex during a certain window that is called ovulation. Chances are very high. Almost 90, close to 100% chance that the female amongst them will get pregnant. Whether they want to get pregnant or not. That's the thing about law too. Law no send your wish. If you obey the laws of prosperity, you will prosper. Even if you say, I don't like money, I don't like money. Money will say, we like you, we like you. If you like money so much and you don't obey the law of prosperity, say, I like money, I like money. Money will say, we don't like you. If two adults have sex and they don't want children but they have sex, they will still have children. It's called unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> I mean, they were, what they wanted was sex, not children. But the law doesn't discriminate. It doesn't say, I know your intention. I know you don't want children. It's just pleasure you want. No. That's, that's the power of law. That's, you see, that should be good news. Because that should mean that everybody can prosper. That means you don't have to be poor. The reason why you're poor is not Nigeria. It's not Buhari. It's not the president. It's not the government. It's not any political party. It's not dollar rate. The reason you are poor is you are breaking a vital law of prosperity. One or more. And I'm going to show you some of it. And let me say this before I start this teaching. Throughout this month, I'm I'm, I'm teaching most of the series, most of the um, Sundays this month. So please take note. But throughout this month, I'm going to be teaching on some of the laws. I can't cover all the laws. And I won't teach so much of the practical, or let me say, the natural um, laws of prosperity. I won't won't teach so much on that because I I don't have time to cover that. And as a church, we generally cover that. What what I mean by the natural or practical? I mean the, the things you can learn from Harvard. Things you can learn from motivational speakers. Things you can learn from regular books. Things like work hard. Anybody that I need to be telling to work hard now, it's not the person that is, I mean, either I'm in the wrong audience or they are in the wrong church or we are not supposed to be friends. If I have to be telling you to work hard, that's not the level of teaching I want to be doing now. Any adult of reasonable age should know that working and working hard is a part of life. You, it's either hard work or hard life. Hard must be. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So I don't want to waste my energy tell you, oh, advertise your business on Facebook. That's not what I want to be teaching you. It's a, it's a principle. I even use it, but I can't waste my time teaching you that because if you put on your internet, anybody can teach you that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I don't waste my time telling you, hey, advertise, package your product, put it in line on bag. That, I, can't, I, I won't waste my mouth to be telling you that nonsense. Go and learn that. Everybody's teaching that. You should have to learn that on the streets. Are you getting what I'm saying? I want to stay on really the spiritual laws. As a church, we believe in the natural because supernatural is super on the natural. You need both. You get what I'm saying? So as a church, we do that. Let me, um, um, yesterday they had a very powerful career um, conference to show that we believe in the natural. See, Job Bureau, the organized career conference. These guys are partners. Um, this guy is a regional partner with Deloitte. Uh, Pastor Maka is a partner with Anderson. Uh, this is a group head of projects. These are, these are top guys, CEO and founder of Interswitch. They came to share 
on career breakthrough, career development. So we as a church, we believe that the basic, the natural, you need to know it. So we're not teaching you that, teaching you prayer and spiritual because we don't believe in natural. We teach the natural. See, the whole conference was organized by a job bureau. Job bureau has been in this church. We've had a job bureau department forever. They help people with career. I'm just trying to establish the fact because you always meet people that will say, in churches, they don't teach practical stuff. Not in this church. I've only had one church for close to 30 years. It's DCC. And we have always taught the practical stuff. Are you getting what I'm saying? We don't, yes, thank you. We don't even limit it to me preaching it. We even bring people that are experts and have results. If somebody's a partner in Deloitte, he wasn't singing. He was not chorus. He's not praise and worship. He used to get there. Are you getting what I'm saying? He knows something. Do we agree? If he's a partner in Deloitte, I don't know if you know who Deloitte is, Seth. Because somebody at me looking at me, don't know. If you know what Deloitte is and who Deloitte is, if somebody makes partner there, it can't be a joker. That's what I'm saying. If you know what and who Anderson is, if somebody is a partner there, it can't be a joker. The person must be doing something. We brought all these people to teach you practical stuff. So don't go anywhere and say, it's in my church, it's just pretty tighten. No, we have taught you now what to bring the tight. I have to establish it. I always run into people like that that say those things. In churches, they don't teach it, we teach here, here. It's only one church I've had in the last 30 years. This is it. We teach it here. To anybody you know, give them knock if they argue. <laughs> Last week, I mean, la, la, yes, um, the business guys, these career people, the business guys, they also had their own, give me, DJ, give me now, um, the business one. See, this is, this is business connect. So we also have a business connect for business people. They brought CEOs to come and share their practical story. All these people own businesses, successful businesses that they've built from scratch like you. So they came to share experience. It's, it's, it's running con- um, continuously for a while. A weekly series with CEOs sharing their success story. Some of them are sitting on billions and billions of naira. So I'm just trying to show you that we do... Pra- in fact, our young adult church, Transform- Transformation, they did something like two weeks ago called Scale Up on Career and Business Fair. Did you show the video? All right, praise God. So, what the young adults did, these are people in their 20s, our young adult fellowship, by themselves, they raised the money, organized Dragon's Den, if you know what Dragon's Den is, where people come to pitch for their business. So, people want money. 
All these people are saying they want money, 400K, 150K for whatever businesses to improve their business. So as a church, we do those stuff. But what they found out was that even getting people to come and pitch, some people could not come. Getting people to attend the career fair, they can't come. So it's not, it's not the preaching. It's people, people, are just, people just want to be lazy sometimes. It's an African problem. You know, we'd rather go for prayer. We'd rather go for a prayer meeting than go for a webinar or a course. It's our instincts. Meanwhile, developed countries, they'd rather go for a webinar or a course than for prayer. And we can see who is making more progress. Praise God. So um, I appreciate the transformation for their um, initiative. Yes. They gave, they gave people money. People came to pitch. They even trained them on how to win the pitch, what to say and what to say, and, and all that. Praise God. So I'm going to focus more on the spiritual laws that I feel applies to everybody. I won't put emphasis for me on these other things because we have people that do that already here. So in sharing the first law this morning, what I'm going to ask you is that have you seen good people, hardworking people, or educated people that are struggling financially. Have you seen people like that? I'll say it again. Have you come across in your lifetime people that are good people, hardworking people, educated people, but are still struggling financially? Have you seen people like that before? Some of you said you are people like that. You are the people like that I'm talking about. You're a great person. You even have a good education. You went to a good school or a good degree. You are even hardworking. But somehow, you are still living from hand to mouth. You are still living from paycheck to paycheck. You are still struggling and scrounging every step of the way. Please, don't let anybody deceive you. That's not God's best for you. Are you here, somebody? And you don't have to remain like that. Irrespective of your skill or education, you don't have to remain like that. God has a better plan for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because I see that spirit of hustling all over the world, and it is creeping into many Christians... And we are now living more by hustle than by the word of God. And I break every spirit of financial struggle over anyone here in the name of Jesus. You will also start to honor the laws of prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. How can I change that experience where I have more bills than I have money? I'm always financially stressed, financially struggling financially anxious all the time to a point where I have more money than I have bills. Wouldn't that be beautiful to live in a season of life where you have more money than the bills you have? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? See, if you have really been poor, when those motivational people start teaching investment, saving, all those things, you know it's not you they are talking to. I've been poor before. All those things didn't work for me. Invest. Say back to first job. Your landlord, they won't kick you out. You want to invest. Invest where? You invest in your accommodation. <laughs> I don't know if you have been there before. Where you hear those people talking. It's not me they are talking to. Invest. They want, I get a quick notice. You say invest. They say save. Save is somebody that has something is doing that. Hunger won't kill you. You save your soul first. The only thing I can save is my soul because I won't die. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Those days, where we even try and apply those things, as we join the queue in a bank to pay in the savings, we come the next day and join the queue to withdraw the savings. <laughs> because we can't save it. Problem with the ground. I don't know if anybody has been there. Am I the only one that has experienced that before? So, you see, that level of teaching doesn't concern you if you have not even left the floor. 
You're just trying, you're barely trying to breathe. Barely trying to breathe. I've been very broke. So I know what I'm saying. So that doesn't apply to you. So we have to even first get you off the ground. And that's what the first law is going to cover. How do you break this cycle of hardship? The first law of prosperity is in Third John chapter 2. Third John 2. It says, I want us to read together, everybody, one, two, go. That energy is too low. Read again, one, two, go. Okay, put excitement now, so read, one, two, go. This number one law of financial prosperity is saying you can't make progress more than your soul is making progress. That word even is equally. That's what it means. They are saying your physical progress is tied to this progress of your soul. Your mind must first make progress. Your soul must first make progress for your life makes progress. The first law of prosperity is what's going on in your soul. What's going on in your mind. That's the first law. It seems very simple, but yet it's very powerful. It's the law of the soul. What is going on in your soul? What's going on in your mind? The biggest danger of poverty is not the lack it creates. It's the mindset it leaves. Did somebody get what I said? I said the biggest challenge with poverty is not the lack it creates. That one, a small thing, we can reverse that one quickly. The damage is the mindset. Of scarcity, of not enough, of hustle, of greed that it leaves behind. That's the real threat. Those of you that have moved in the world a lot, you will find out the people you can impress with small money are people that don't have money. This is why in, in Africa we buy, they buy votes with as small as 1K. It's an oppressed person you can offer that. There's nowhere else in the world you can offer a sane person 1,000 naira to sell his destiny to you. If not that he himself sees his destiny as worth less than 1,000 I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So, I'm not bothered about that you couldn't eat today. That one a small problem. If you don't eat this afternoon, you can eat at night. The issue is the scarcity mindset that will be left inside you. Even in the midst of abundance, you'll still be thinking poor. I told them in the first service, Africa is not poor. It's Africans that have a poor mindset. Africa is not poor. Africa is rich. All the people in the developed countries that are rich, guess where they are getting the resources that are making them rich? It's Africa. So Africa is not poor. It's Africans. Nigeria is not poor. It's Nigerians that are poor. It's the mindset. Everything the developed world are using to make money, gold, diamond, oil, cocoa, all the chocolate we are eating, all the, most of the cocoa coming from Africa, the gold, the diamond ring, the oil, we are all using in our car. So the countries that have the oil are poor, but the countries that are selling the oil are rich. Because to have the oil, you don't need sense. It came by luck. <laughs> it came because your destiny helper put it. But to sell the oil, your brain needs to be working. Because you will drill the oil, you will transport it, you will refine it, you will package it, you will put an administrative structure on it, and you will sell it. That involves thinking. 
You see where they left us behind? We are still at the I have it. That required no sense. Have you seen those girls that are very fine but don't have sense? Because beauty, they give you that one free. Sense, you must read the book. I don't know if you have seen those girls. Very fine. They are usually yellow. Usually, if you are yellow here, it's not you I'm talking about, I'm just saying. But that's how they usually look. They are yellow. Very beautiful. They, they, if you tell them spell something, they can't spell one thing. Because developing your mind, eh? Nobody gives gift of sense. There's no gift of sense. You can have shape. It takes shape to attract a man. It takes being sharp to keep a man. So, that is why all those girls that post their body, post their distance, they have male attention but not husband. Mm. Because male attention is temporary. Yes, you posted your, your, your boobs. The guys want to touch your boobs. That's a very temporary transaction. They will do transfer, touch your boobs, and go. Husband wants to stay. There's nothing to stay. To interact with. If doing boobs, because now in Nigeria, the rainy things that people are doing, you know, BB, is it BBL they call it? Everybody's doing it. They, how many of them are married? They don't marry them. They, don't, they want to touch it. They want to touch it. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> they pay. They pay and touch it and go. Just touch and go. So it's not getting the desired result that the women think. And the thing about it is that you reach a certain age. You see? <laughs> people say they are younger people. You go. We have touched your own last year now. There are new ones now. Can you exit? Nobody's a prostitute forever. It's a very short-term job. Because even the older men that in your bracket that patronized you, they want to patronize the younger prostitute. You say, Madam, thank you for your years of service. Unfortunately, with your work experience, you can't really use that to get on that job. Say, what were you doing? I was a slave queen for 10 years in Lekki. <laughs> that work experience can't apply again for anything. So you need to understand the long term. So, yeah, all this hair and all this thing is nice to attract. It doesn't keep. It has no benefit in terms of keeping. It can attract. It can attract 100 men today in your DM. Girls know that post picture you post today, 100 people enter your DM today. The only challenge is that all that is a temporary pursuit to get to your body. After that, it won't keep them. So you have to post again next week. Which is a circle you are trapped in forever. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. So you must build your brain. You must build your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nigeria is not poor. Don't let anybody lie to you. It's Nigerians that are poor. Nigeria is rich. So we need to work on our soul, our mind. What's going on in your mind? God can prosper your life more than you have prospered your mind. He said, even as your soul prospered. Even as your soul prospered. So you have to Think big. You have to expand your thinking. Your predominant thoughts. If you, you see, if you're already an African, you're already traumatized. I get what I'm saying. So you have to be vigorous with your battle for your mind. You have to be conscious. So if you have to consciously sometimes close your eyes from your physical environment and project yourself to your desired environment. 
don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Because the things fighting your mind here are too much. We are surrounded by so much poverty. And people that are scientific, that are psychologists and co, they know that conditioning is real. That your perception is more important than the reality. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Your perception is more important than what? No, reality doesn't matter. What matters is how you see it. There are people that think Africa is poor. That's not the reality, but if that's how you see it, that's how you're going to see it. But white people know Africa is rich. Do you understand? That's why with all the jackpa, we are jackpying. They are jackpying here. Because they know there's not much you can do to make big money there. Without government bouncing on you, without other competitors, they know. So they are rushing here. Most of the really big companies here are not Nigerian companies. Am I correct? They're not. So that means somebody left the comfort of their country where there's light and security to come to your jungle because it's easier to make money for them here. They can escape tax, escape many things, bribe everybody. They can't do that in their country. If you bribe, 10 years ago, they can still catch you and come and arrest you 10 years after. In Nigeria, if you bribe 10 weeks ago, you don't go. They don't swear a new government. You just say to the new person. Everybody continue. All the big companies you want to mention here, they're all foreign-owned. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They're all foreign-owned. The big ones. So, what am I saying? They know. So, the reality doesn't matter. What matters is your perception. That's why you must work on your mind. If you, if you are always surrounded by poor poverty and you think there's no money, that will be your experience. You need to expand your mind. That's the number one law of prosperity. Expand your mind. God said, I, I wish above all things that you prosper. My own will for you is that you prosper and be in health. But he said, what will determine it really is not my wish. What will determine it is your soul. I get what I'm saying? What you are experiencing now is not God's best. What you are experiencing now is your soul's best. If you want to upgrade it, upgrade your soul. And this, not, this, this, does, this, this doesn't only apply with finances. It applies with everything. If you are thinking there are no good men to marry, that will be your experience. If you are thinking there is no good job, that will be your experience. It applies everywhere or in every aspect of life. Number one law of prosperity is that your prosperity of your soul affects the prosperity of your life. Hallelujah. Expand your mind. 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 I was telling them in the first service how that when me and Pastor Mildred travel, you know, Africans have a mindset. One of the things we need to change is our mindset. We have a very bad mindset. There are things they don't try anywhere else in the world. We, there, there's a way we treat human beings that are not good. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? See, and let me tell you, you usually, how you treat people is a reflection of how you even see yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? I say how you treat people is a reflection of how you what? I've, I've, I, I, I study human beings, as you know, my job is relationship-based. So human beings are my, my food, my work. Go to any company. Who are those that treat you worse in the structure? The lower the people you relate with, the more rude, more harsh, more inconsiderate they are. Am I correct? From the gate man, the way he will talk to you. The clerk, the way they will talk to you. But as you are going higher, by the time you meet the top people, you see how warm they are. Oh, welcome. How, how can we help you? You see that there's better customer service. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Try it. Go, that's why the, anytime you're in a company and they're treating you badly, the key word to say is that I want to see the manager. 
Once you say that they are afraid, and usually, usually, or if it's a sound company, or maybe not an African company, the person higher will treat you better. Usually. And it has happened to us many times as we travel around the world. Once we start having issue with the person attendant at the desk, I just tell them, please call your manager. <laughs> I forgot where we're going. We're in transit in one airport. We, we normally fly business class, but when we carry our kids, we usually don't carry them on business class. They fly economy with somebody, and we fly business class. The reason why I fly business class is that if I'm in economy time, people don't allow me to rest. People want to, me to cancel them inside plane, and I'm trying to rest. Most of time, my plane time is either sleeping time or praying time or thinking time. So I like to fly business class. It gives me some privacy. And sometimes it helps my sister. Sometimes I have sister in economy. The discussion that I have, somebody's talking about his girlfriend, how they went to sleep in a hotel. But then I go into where you're going to preach. You're even confused. You don't even know where you are. <laughs> so it also protects my peace of mind and my everything. So, so but sometimes when we, when we travel like that with the children and somebody's with them in, in economy class and we get to the lounge... And we say, okay, we're business class people, but our kids are not on business class, but they are our kids, so they're going to stay with us in the lounge. Now, because we are platinum and all these things, all these things, so they usually allow us. It's normal, it's normal thing. But when we get us and we meet our attendant, I say, no, you're not. There. I say, go and call your manager. Sometimes I say, but they'll be angry self and just leave. I say, don't worry, just call your boss. But then I call the manager. When we talk manager to manager, he knows he can't tell me that I can't enter the lounge because of my children. He knows. He just say, oh, sorry, sorry about that. He just say, let them, everybody go inside. Because that person, usually, they, the higher you go, you see, you will see that there's some generosity. How you treat people, it's not about the people, it's about you. It shows how you are thinking. And that's our biggest problem in Africa. We don't even like ourselves. Anywhere in the world, you are treated better by a foreigner than by your own people. We don't even like ourselves. How on earth do all our presidents go for treatment in the UK? And by now, we've not brought the UK to the president. Where in the world is it done that the president of one country goes to another country? That's the biggest vote of no confidence in my whole medical team. It's like the CEO of Mercedes-Benz driving BMW or Toyota. He's telling everybody that, I just said this thing, I don't believe in that Buy Toyota, this is a rubbish show. Can you picture an American president flying to Saudi Arabia for treatment? He has, he, has, he, has, he has already disgraced his whole medical field by that one sentence. Is a human being treating you in the UK, Abby? It's money. There's money you pay them, they will come. We have all kinds of people in this Nigeria working. If you can pay them enough, they will come. It's equipment. Equipment, equipment doesn't even argue with you. If you pay money, equipment will what? Follow you anywhere you want to install it. It doesn't argue. But yet, you do know how much Nigeria as a country spends in medical tourism? In Dubai, India. Or do you know how much? You don't want to hear. And you see, we are poor. We are not poor. We are not poor. Our mind just needs to be adjusted. Let's not even go to how much we spend on school. UK alone. Do you know how much Nigeria pays in pounds? Raw cash. Pounds. How much you give to UK schools? In fact, it was during this Sudan war that I found out that the country that we have the most Nigerians abroad is Sudan. I said Sudan. I didn't even know there are human beings in Sudan. <laughs> to only to find out there are even Nigerians in Sudan. Everywhere would they go. <laughs> and all these things are not free. You are paying in dollars in those places. You are paying accommodation, paying school. So we are not poor. 
We are not poor. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let any government tell you you are poor. You are not a poor person. You don't want to count how many of our people are schooling in, in America. You don't even want to touch Canada. All this money we are paying for masters in the UK, US, it amounts to millions and billions of dollars and pounds from the same Africa. If we do our job and bring that money together, we will have the, by now all African countries should be begging to come and school here. But we are still all running. It's our mind. It's our mind. Something is wrong. See, I'm not even, there's enough money in Nigeria for people in government to steal and still do something. We're not that inconsiderate to say they should not steal. We have agreed as a country. Oga steal. We never even argue again. Oga, steal, steal something, eh? But still do something. Still, we never, we can't, we, we can't be that inconsiderate. Say we can not steal anything. Because your village must have go vex. So steal. But Oga, while you are stealing, can you do something? There's enough money to steal and still do something. Is the mind, the way Africans, like I was saying, when we and Pastor Media travel, we, we, we always pray when we call Uber or go for any place that is not a Nigerian that attends to us. We always pray secretly, jokingly, we say it, because some of the worst service we've gotten abroad is from Nigerians. So we still carry the Nigerian mentality, because the way we see human life, it's, 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 about, it's not about money, it's about how you first see humans. When we travel, because sometimes we go on a trip where we are going to preach for in six cities at once on the trip. So we have to pack for the six cities. <laughs> Somebody actually said, uh, Pastor K is traveling around the world just enjoying himself. I was so angry. If I see anybody that says that nonsense to my face, we'll go fight that day and police will come to us. Because some people think as we are traveling, we're having fun. Wow. Such an insult on what I do. And it's very painful. Parking alone for some of our trips takes about two or three days. Because you have to test these clothes. You have to show the match. Sometimes you have to have backup. And you have to pack for six, seven cities at once. And there are differences. You have to check the weather. So the people parking will Google and check what's the weather going to be on 3rd of August. Because you can't go and wear something that won't match the weather. Sometimes it's cold. You have to wear something that you will survive. Because you might not go to preach and shake it. Think it's anointing. Now cold, one kilo. So... And sometimes we are going from a hot city like Houston to a very cold place like Toronto. So you can't pack the same cloth or the same kind of cloth for those two places. Some places will require jackets, some require sweaters, some require singlet. <laughs> so it takes sometimes two, three days alone packing. That's packing. And sometimes if we are on transit the whole, the whole six weeks, it means we have no base. What that means is that you carry all your cloth. The one you're going to wear on the sixth week, you are carrying it with you on the first week. You don't need it, but you have to carry it because there's no way you're going to keep it. And after the one you have worn on the first week, you are still, it's still with you on the second week. You don't need it again, but you can't throw away your cloth. So you, on the third week, you still have the first one, and so we have large luggages. And when we do Uber in between airport or whatever, we are praying, let the Nigerian not attend to us. Because the few times the Nigerian has attended to us, very bad customer service. You call Uber, it's Nigerian. It, it, it will come. It won't come down and help you carry bag. Do you know Nigerians that do it? He will sit in the car. 
just open boot for you with remote control. Be loading your own luggage. You, and you can see me, I'm with a woman. You can see how our luggages are much. You won't come down here. But whenever it's a foreign national, under national, even if it's a woman, there are times there was a woman that came to pick us in Uber. She jumped down and was logging those big boxes. Even me, I was putting her. She was logging those big boxes. When is in Nigeria? They don't even come down. They sit in the car. I'm sure he has two people in Nigeria. He's a manager. So he's ashamed to, to, he doesn't want another Nigerian to recognize him. If you're ashamed of the job you do, you will never prosper in it. If, if, if it's ground you are sweeping, and sweep it with dignity. Sweep it with, 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 with enjoyment, with, 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 with commitment. Because it's not your last job. The reason why some people do a small job with a bad attitude is because they think that this is where their level is. The job defines them. No, no, you are just in transit. Most great people have to do small things. But do it in a big way. That's how to even rise. Whenever you see an old person doing an awkward job in an awkward time of their life, usually it's because they had a bad attitude that kept them there. They should have gone further, but they are, they are ashamed. We gave the guy one star. In fact, if there was zero star, I'll give him zero star. When he came down, he not recognized because I had to call him. I had to hit the car. Come down. Come down. Because I've been dragging this back. How many cities? Everywhere we go, people help us with the back. The Uber. Female. Sometimes a female Uber driver. She will come down and drag the heavier. These boxes are heavy. She will drag this. Some of those boxes, even there are books in it. Our books. Heavy, heavy woman. But he's a Nigerian man. He's in the car. He's driving Uber. Come down and help us. When he can come, I say, oh, I recognize you. I say, no, recognize me. Recognize my bag. Carry it. I gave him one star, Uber, one star. So he's a useless person. <laughs> it's not once or not twice. Every time he's in Nigeria, they'll they come down. Uber driver, they put up, okay, these luggages are too much. You can't put in there. There's no stress in it. When it's a white person, a Latino, whatever, you see the way they carry the bags, they start arranging. They are very upbeat, very excited. Even though it's a lot of work, you will not put that will go far. Because we have, a, we have a warped thinking in Africa. We don't understand service. I was somewhere, I don't know whether it's Orlando, one of these countries, to one of these cities. We remember, we have loads of baggages. We're logging these baggages together. I arrange it on a trolley, about four or five suitcases, big, big one. I arrange it on a trolley. I hit one of the pavement or something. All the six bags fell. It took work to arrange these bags. That's why I was saying we're enjoying, we're flying around, we're enjoying. I don't want to insult you. But that, that's a very stupid thing to say. Because in all these six weeks, eight weeks I'm around, I'm also not seeing my children. So, you can see me adding weight. It's not because of food. It's stress. When you are in different time zones every day, America is very funny. You, in the same America, you can be in three time zones in three days. I came back from Kenya. Kenya is two... I just came back from Kenya yesterday. Kenya is two hours ahead of Nigeria. I have a prayer meeting I do 11 p.m. every day, no matter the country I'm in. I catch on with it, no matter the country. So, in Kenya, it means it starts 1 a.m. Kenya time. And after the 1 a.m. prayer, if you've prayed well, sometimes your eyes are now clear. You can't sleep easily. Our flight is early morning. I have to leave the hotel at 4 a.m. Kenya time. Somebody say we're enjoying. Woo! In Connecticut, we got to our hotel after preaching at 12 midnight. We had to leave at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. to catch our flight early morning next day. Because the airport was in another city. We had to drive to the place. So your, your body is facing different time zones. You are eating at awkward times. So it's difficult to lose weight, difficult to keep track. Your mind, your body doesn't even know where it is per time. Doesn't know when to sleep, when to be awake. So somebody think we are just enjoying life. So there are times I don't even see my kids. I told you guys now, two, some, some weeks ago, we were preaching in Port Harcourt, had to touch down Lagos at the airport just to go to London. 
That's the reason why we came back to Lagos, to catch a flight to London. I had not seen my kids in days, and I'm not going to see them for the next two or three weeks. Somebody, somebody that brought them, person is here, I don't know what that person, brought my kids from school. It was the exam week, but they had not started the exam that day. They brought my kids to the airport for me to greet them. We can't go see them weeks, and I entered plan. So somebody saying we're enjoying. I said, Pastor just flying around the world enjoying. May God not punish you. <laughs> I'm telling you, because I can swear for you, and it will catch you. If I put my hand on my armpits. <laughs> I swear for you to catch you, I swear. <laughs> it will catch you. I'm telling you. <laughs> because some people think that's what we're doing. They think we're having fun. That's what we're doing. So don't, don't let me swear for you, please. I don't get to see my I'm a kids are young. I don't get to see them as much as I, I would like to see them. Praise God. You know, so let me get back to my story, Jerry. So the, the, <laughs> six, five luggages, the thing fell. You know these guys are at the airport that are just making sure cars are not parking too long. They wear this neon sign cloth. They blow whistle and they wake up. Burr, burr. There was one African. In fact, I know he's an African because his texture, I can tell he's African. My bag fell right beside him. He just smiled and and continued his life. He's paid to walk at that airport. A passenger's boxes fell. Even if it's not your job designation, if you have any value for life. You know abroad, if you if you kill animal, anyhow, animal, they will arrest you. You can't kill goat. Say now my goat. You you'll be locked up. Goat, he has to be killed the right way, the right place. You must have license to kill goat. They put, sometimes I see them put reward. That if you see who jammed this, uh, because some, some, a car will hit a, 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 a raccoon. You know raccoon? Rabbit friend, rabbit brother. They will say, if you know who hit this thing, there's reward, 500 last. You can tell us clue or who jammed this animal. Eh? You see how they respect evil animals. That guy saw my luggages fall. He just turned his face. I packed everything back again. Logged this into the airport. As I entered the airport again, I don't know what I hit again. The whole five luggages fell again. One white guy that was passing. I'm trying to show you the difference between white people and how Africans think. One white guy that was passing said, do you need help with these things? I was still busy thinking, should I worry this man? Or I, I don't know him from anywhere. I just want Before I even answered him, he started packing the bags by himself. Only him packed the five bags for me by himself. This is a white person. He doesn't know me. He's not paid. He's a passenger. The, one, the African that is paid to work here, he laughed and moved. He continued his life. It's an African thing. On, that, on that one of the other airports we were in again, I saw the porter. You know who a porter is? The porter are those guys at the airports that help people with their luggage. That's their work. They pay them for that work. A porter was carrying somebody's bag. The bags fell. A white man was passing by. Passenger. Passenger was helping porter. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. It's like the owner of the house helping cleaner that they are paying to clean. You are not helping him to clean. The porter's job is carrying bag. This passenger was helping the porter to pack bag. You see how they think? If it's Africa, you're a porter, the bag for. We go even put leg on top, say, are you serious? Why are you bag? We go punish the person more. If you go there, your machine is not, ATM is not working. Oh, they say, okay, just keep the food. Oh, just keep the thing. They don't worry you. Africa, your machine, your card no work. Let's follow you to your mother's house. Do your mother live here? We'll go draw that money. It's a mindset. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I can give you more and more stories. The point is just that we need to do something about how we think. That's why we are so impoverished. It's not because the country doesn't have money. We've told government people, we'll go ahead and eat something. But please, do something. Eat. We're not to make a no chop. 
While at it, can you build something that can outlive you? It's the mindset. You have to enlarge your mind. There must be generosity in your mind towards the things of God and towards other humans around you. Don't be angry when somebody's been blessed. Don't be angry when somebody seems to be enjoying the season of their life. That person you have seen enjoying the season of their life, trust me, their whole life has not been like that. There were times when they were suffering, you were not there. Allow them to enjoy. Be generous. You must expand your mind. It's the law of prosperity. You must be generous in your thinking. You must, you must dream big. You must break the yoke of poverty around you in your thoughts. Don't let the experiences you're having condition you to think poor. Like I told you, it's not the lack I'm worried about. It's the mindset it leaves. You are now a hustler. You think there's no money. There's not enough money in this world. There's money. Overcome the scarcity mentality. How do I break free in my mind? I'll give you three ways and I'll rush through them. No time. Number one, please surround yourself with big dreamers, big thinkers. Please take note of the people in your life. In fact, the older you get, let me even tell you, if you're here and you're above 35, if you have friends that consistently have not been able to think through their life, minimize spending time with them. They will soon infect you with their thinking pattern. If you are 40 and 45 and above, any of your friends that have not gotten their acts together, usually by that age, probably will not. Only very few of them will still reverse. Most of them at that age, they will continue in that pattern. It's not demons chasing them, it's a pattern of thinking. If you check everybody around you, if you check everybody around you, if all of them are not an idea of where you want to be, you might need to change your circle. Because the Bible says, he that walks with the wise shall be wise. Some of you need to actively change your friends. I choose friends deliberately. Not for what they can give me, but for what they can teach me. What they can give you doesn't matter. But I want to know what they know. Friends have a way of expanding your mind. He that walks with the wise shall be what? Wise. And he said, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. So who are your friends? Write them down. Write down three or four or five people you constantly talk to. If they are not doing big things, legitimately, they will affect your thinking. Connect with big thinkers, big doers, big movers. It has a way it expands your mind. Second thing you can do to expand your mind, you to dream big. He said, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Make sure you have big dreams. Disconnect from your present reality and connect with your desired reality. You must have a big dream for yourself. God found it hard to remove the children of Israel from Egypt because they had a slavery mentality. They kept talking about cucumber and lettuce and garlic. This is the reason they didn't want to enter the promised land. And God kept telling them, you need to go and spy the land. Go and spy the land. Go and look at how prosperity looks like. Some of you need to leave the area you stay in and go and visit people in the area you want to stay in. Are you here, somebody? Do that from time to time. If you don't like the area you stay, it's a one-room room. There's gutter and all the roads are bad. And that's what you see every day of your life. 
My brother, you are in danger. You are what? Every time you get home, close your eyes. See yourself in whatever area you want to live. See yourself in Banana Island. No, don't see yourself in Banana Island. The house is on the floor now. We've had two major skyscrapers fall in the same Ikoi. Back to back. Does that tell you something? It, it doesn't mean they are witches. I know Nigeria will think it's witches. God punishes them. No. It's greed and the lack of competence. It means the first one fell. Somebody didn't do their job the first time and the person continued not to do their job. On that one fell. Because they've settled them. That I'm saying is the mindset. Abroad, they keep the law not because of money. They keep the law because human beings are going to die. The first one, yes, the owner was there. He died. I don't know if they say thank God or not, but the owner was there. He died. The second one, the owner wasn't there, but innocent people died. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's how we treat humans. Glory to God. So go and, go and, go and spy. Go and see things that look like your future. Go and visit friends. If you don't have any friend in the area, just drive through the area. Walk through the area. Let your mind have an alternative image. If somebody gets what I'm saying? Because if it's only your present image you are seeing, that's all you will ever see. The last way you can expand your mind is by praying in tongues. This one is so powerful. It's one of the best. Because your mind is what caused the problem in the first place. Consulting your mind to solve the problem is going to be difficult. If somebody gets what I'm saying. Your mind is the one that caused the problem in the first place. So you can't cause your mind, your mind sometimes might find it hard to project you to your next level because it was just your thinking. It's your present thinking that put you in the predicament you are in. You now want to consult the same mind to bring you out. It's going to be hard. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you are doing is that you are bypassing your mind, you are sidestepping that your mind that thinks there's no money in Nigeria, things are tough. You are bypassing all those things when you pray in the Holy Ghost. You are bypassing it to a better future. First Corinthians 14. It says, when I pray in the spirit, it says, my spirit prayeth. He said, but my understanding is sidestepped. My understanding is unfruitful. I've pushed it aside. I'm getting fresh ideas from God. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, watch out for inspired thoughts. He will start dropping pictures and images, ideas and creativity into your mind. He will start showing you a pathway to a better future. If you're a child of God, please make sure you pray in tongues. Pray in tongues regularly. Pray in tongues regularly. Pray in tongues regularly. It's impossible for you to pray in tongues for one hour and not something not drop in the Spirit. It's hard. I'm not talking about this two minutes prayer you pray in church. You must spend time. The reason why we must spend time in prayer is because many times we are far off in the flesh. So it takes a long time to come out of the flesh and to start journeying in the spirit to where you will see the result. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's why magic prayer can't change you. Magic prayer, it can't change your life. Yes, you might hear one or two testimonies here and there, but if you want to change your life, eh? You must be able to spend time with God. There's no shortcut. I wish I could tell you there's a shortcut. There's no shortcut. You must tally. You must tally in the things of God. Long enough for all the corruption and negative thoughts from Nigeria to leave you. 
You must pray it through. You pray that out. Then you start to pray, enter the positive in the spirit. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, then before you know it, ideas will start dropping. That this is what you should do. This is what you should do. God knows what you should do. You are the one that doesn't know. Pray in the Holy Ghost will help you. In Joel chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 2, they said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said, my sons and daughters shall what? Prophesy. And the young men shall see vision. So part of the real job of being able to pray in tongues is to give us vision. So how are you a child of God and you don't have vision? Vision is a picture of a desired future. So you can be living in a very poor neighborhood. No water, no light, no road, no bed, no security, one room, room, mosquitoes everywhere. (laughs) My friend said the first time he traveled um, to Europe, he got to his hotel room. He wanted to open the, you know, in most of those countries, because of how the weather is, they really don't use AC. There are places where they don't have AC or fan because the weather is good enough. So he opened the window for air to enter. And he said when he opened the window, he was shocked that there was no mosquito net. He was so angry, called reception. Excuse me? There is no mosquito net in the window. I just opened the window now for air and saw no mosquito net. He said the attendant answered him so disgustingly, disgustedly, that this is Europe. There are no mosquitoes in Europe. Say, thank you, sir. (laughs) That's all poverty does. That's entered your blood. You think everybody's suffering? I've heard many people say when they travel abroad, when they land, they want to quickly iron their clothes. Because light will soon go. Until they find out that here, they don't take light. God, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not scared about the lack. It's about the mindset the lack is causing in you. That I'm worried about. That's what we're dealing with today. That one must go. If that doesn't go, you'll be commit, you, even, when, even when you're in abundance, all you'll be seeing is lack. Because that's all you're trained to see. When I traveled for six weeks, because of my estate group, WhatsApp group in the estate, I was seeing what they were writing. Wi-Fi has gone off. No light in number 13. No. And all the while I was there for six weeks, I never thought of Wi-Fi. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. There's light everywhere. You, you can drive at night. You're not afraid somebody is going to rob you. No traffic. In Nigeria, can you, if you want to go to the next street, you have to be emotionally prepared, then you check Google Maps. You can't just stand up and say you're going somewhere. You have to factor in all the factors that can kill you before you hit the next street. From tout to, to robbers to, to traffic. Are you here, somebody? So you, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you bypass those natural thinking that have held you down. And God begins to show you bigger things. Say great and mighty things. How did Jesus do great things? Matthew, did you show the scripture? They said, whence has this man this wisdom? They said, when he has come to the country, he taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were what? Astonished. And what did they say? They said, whence has this man what? This wisdom. That's his thoughts. And what? These mighty works. So every time there's big thinking, there are big works. Are you here, somebody? You want to do bigger things, then think bigger thoughts. If Jesus did it that way, let's see how God himself does it. Psalms. Let's see how God himself does it. Say, oh Lord, how great 
are thy works. What's the secret? Your thoughts are what? Very deep. This is how Jesus did it. This is how God did it. It's how you two are going to do it. You must think big thoughts. You will not be broke. You will not lack husband or wife. Your children will grow up well. Those are the kind of thoughts you should think. Use scripture to feed those thoughts. And you will see yourself winning in life. Can we pray in the spirit for one minute? Can we all rise and pray in the Holy Ghost? Sometimes you need to bypass all the bad news you are hearing from Nigeria. And begin to see your own prosperity here. Begin to see the opportunities here. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit if you can. Come on, pray in the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. How great are thy works. Your thoughts are very deep. Deep thoughts produce great works. Deep thoughts produce great... The quality of your thoughts will affect the quality of your works. Shakadaya. Rekaduskadaya. Labanda kuzata gliado sataba. Rikado sakada rekado sakada. Yekaborada sata basta. Yes, Lord. Shanda bola, shanda bola. Shanda bola, shanda boradast. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Before we continue praying, by the way, if you are a single person in the house, join your mates for the single balls. Single ball. The, the, you, singles are having a ball, party, music, comedy. That's where to meet other singles from different places. So don't just sit at home and be praying. The law to finding somebody is the law of meeting people. That's how you find one. So please, single ball is coming up soon. It's going to be fun. Make sure you buy your ticket and attend. And if you are feeling sick in any part of your body, please put your hand in that place. If it's somewhere your hand can go to. If not, just put it on your head. Put your hand on your head if your hand can reach the place. And let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command every sickness, ailment, disease, pain, tumor to vanish in the name of Jesus. I decree their bodies will reject and refuse those sickness in the name of Jesus. I speak healing right now to your blood pressure, your kidneys, your organs. I command them to function properly in the name of Jesus. I decree and command your body is healed in Jesus' name. This week is a prosperous week. Breakthrough thoughts. Breakthrough moves. In the name of Jesus. Unique opportunities opens for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. We decree it is so. In Jesus name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a big hand. Lift your hands and still talk to the Lord for one minute. I still want us to pray in the Holy Spirit for one minute. If you can, just keep praying the Holy Ghost. Press into the things of the Spirit for one minute. Press into the things of the Spirit.